don't know how to start this one. He was leading up to it. I'm like, uh, should I make a dog noise? What should I do? I'm like, you know what? Why all the fussing and the feuding? Why does there got to be a gimmick? How about I just... Getting lost in this. How about we just... How about I just be here, right? Just be in the moment. Be present. That's what we're supposed to do these days. Let's do it. All I see is like, I just see this great scene. Not a cell phone in sight. Just people living in the moment. In the moment, yep. Chuck your cell phone against the wall (laughs) right now, unless you're listening on it. Then save it. When the episode is over, chuck it against the wall. Yeah. Uh, The the, the show that you downloaded, I guess I don't know why we're telling them. They've already downloaded it, so they've heard this part. Yeah, we've already got your download. (laughs) This is Late to the Party with Travis Tate. I'm Jake Dahl. And I'm Travis Tate. This is episode 31. I'll let you say it. Because <laughs> I have it written down. <laughs> we're, uh, we are in the uh, we're in the, the winter evergreens. Scent of a woman. Uh, we had a fun time with wrestling last episode. So much fun with wrestling. I'm going to make you come over to my side of the street. And I just wanted to, I just wanted to spend some time. The holiday season, it makes you feel nostalgic. I want to talk about some, uh, some gaming memories. So I'm coming over to your side of the street. Do I need to dodge cars? And also, am I a frog? <laughs> Good one. Frogger. Frogger. I liked Frogger. I loved Frogger. You know what, we'll start, we'll, we'll just start off. We'll start off with a little thing that I wrote that was the intrinsic value of a quarter. And Frogger had something to do with that. Mm-hmm. Starting off playing stuff, like it was this idea Going to the of arcade. How precious. It didn't even have to be arcade. Th- that was a time where you could go to a 7-Eleven, they'd probably have two arcade games. Do you you know go what? to the Smiths. You go to Smith's Market, and they got a couple of... That's where I learned Look. sort of how to play Samurai Showdown. <laughs> Ooh, I remember Shinobi. Remember Shinobi? Shinobi blew my mind because it would have the the part of it where uh, you just had a hand and you were just hucking Chinese stars. Yeah, yeah. Shuriken, as we found out. <laughs> but you were just hucking those and, like, the, there were ninjas jumping across the ceiling at you. And then, like, once you, once you messed it up enough, just, like, this pair of eyes came down in front of you. Let me ask you this. What game did you spend more money on at an arcade than any other? Because I know I know that answer for boy, me. that's a, that's a kind of tough question. Um, I'll tell you mine while you think about it, if you okay. want. Okay. So mine easily there was uh, there's a gas station in my hometown. I still live there, and I actually stopped there and, and got a drink on my way here on the way to the palatial uh, estate of the Country Classic Confederation <laughs> yeah, and the studios here. But uh, they had a giant machine, whatever they're called, arcade games, <laughs> arcade machines. They had Paperboy. Remember Paperboy? You Paperboy, huh? Oh, yeah. We used to spend Boy, was a tough one. dozens of dollars between me and my friends at a time playing Paperboy. Paperboy is one of those ones that's... We were in a small town, mind you, and we didn't have a lot of selection. I would just get frustrated for. if I'm only ever going to see the first 30 seconds of this. There's so much cool stuff that's going to be there, but I'm only going to get to see a very small portion of it. I remember, like, chucking papers and making people mad and they chase after you, right? Yeah. Or chucking papers at dogs, right? I think. Yeah. You're just chucking papers, man. Yeah, chucking papers. Because my friend, my friend actually had a paper route. 
So we would go help him deliver papers <laughs> so sometimes. Yeah, so it was like, yeah, let's unwind after the paper route and go play Paperboy. We used to spend ton, tons and tons of money doing that. We'd buy Funyuns and just sit there and <laughs> hog the Paperboy machine. Um, if I'm going to say... So, I mean, the, 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 the closest thing to an honest answer I can give you is... I was just all about playing everything that I could, so I didn't spend a ton of time on any one game. But the one that jumps out at me was at the old Peter Piper Pizza. Oh, I, I missed Peter Piper Pizza so much. I played a lot of Double Dragon with my brother. Double oh, Double Dragon's a good one. I played that when it was on Nintendo a lot. I was pretty I was pretty entranced by Double Dragon. Um, did you guys have the thing where you guys? See, I can't figure out, I haven't been able to find documentation of this, but in my kind of neck of the woods, uh, we sort of had names for all the bad guys. <laughs> and I was, I was under the impression that those were really the names. I don't know if someone was BSing me. I don't know if it was like a kind of urban legend that made its way around. I don't know. A sort of like, you know, uh, you know, because ga- games had those, some games had those kind of. I don't even remember legends. the names of the main characters in Double was, Dragon. I think it was Billy and Jimmy. Wasn't Ken and Ryu? No. No, that's Street Fighter. I know, but that would have been funny if that's where Street Fighter came from. It's like from. a, there was a long-standing urban legend that uh, in Mortal Kombat 2, you could uppercut a guy into the mouth of the tree. Are you? Because, you know, there was the forest full of trees with faces on mm-hmm. them. It was like, there's a, there's a secret fatality. You can knock the guy into the tree. It's never... <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was never a thing, or else they added it later. But Why would you want to do anything but pull the guy's spine out? <laughs> That's all you would ever want to do Because yeah, you could punch him and 30 rib cages fly out. <laughs> but no, in, in Double Dragon, like the, uh, the first boss that was a, a, big, a big black abobo we said was Mr. T. There's a green one that we said was a Hulk. But the, we, we, the consensus was that the main bad guy was named Machine Gun Joe, which wasn't true at all. It's Machine or, Gun you know, Kelly. The, we we came to find He's out a that bad guy. like all those big guys were called a bobo, but we had like the the white one was we called him Andre the Giant, the black one was Mister T. The green was a bobo was, like Japanese for villain or something? Never, never, never went that far. Okay, never went that far. That's a that's also the thing about it is like I I'm I'm at war with myself a lot about like there are these deep reach rich histories of these things of how this got this name or mm-hmm. it means something in Japanese and like I could go find those stuff out, but there's a part of me that kind of likes the mystery of it yeah it's called your imagination it's me being a weirdo no you got to create a a narrative on your own we played stuck uh, with you and became part of your childhood we played um a ton of double dragon we played uh, a ton of the that wwf game that had the the uh pixelated andre the giant is that uh, where like a turkey leg would go by the screen and you'd you'd pick that up and gain energy i think that's too that's later Okay. I think that's a later game. Uh, there was some uh, marine training game that we play a lot. Huh. Uh, I was I, w- I went to an arcade with my friend Chester uh, a couple of week a uh, week ago or so, and one of the things that do you still have an arcade by you? Is there an yeah, arcade? Yeah, there's an arcade there? like a block from the nickel, there's a nickel arcade from a block okay. a block from here. But they yeah, opened that's a, what I thought. They opened a new one out by my buddy Chester's place, and uh, we went out there. Uh, we went out there, and I played. A few games of pinball, which I, I love. I'm terrible got, at pinball. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, there's a pinball portion later. I'm going to get a little into Okay. It. All right. But the funny thing about that is I played a little pinball, and then um, we got messing around with a couple of ticket machines and started realizing, 
this place is kind of generous with the <laughs> tickets. What should we go for? We ended up winning. Uh, like, we ended up, I mean, I spent five bucks. So probably mm-hmm. maybe a dollar went into pinball and playing a couple arcade games. Then the rest of it got dumped into ticket machines. And we won this dumb little brown <laughs> cowboy hat and took a bunch of pictures. Like, there was some... Uh, I thought you were going to for sure say it was Shrek or... <laughs> that that stuff was a little... little a giant Shrek. They had, they had some stuff... A giant uh, minion. They had a few things there that like we could have gone that way, but it was a little... We just picked something that was within our range. Like There was a big rigs like a, like a truck game, hmm. and so I took a picture on that like I was smo- uh, the snowman. <laughs> if I go to an arcade right now, first thing I'm going to hit a skee-ball. We played some skee-ball. I'm so good at skee-ball. You know, those those kind of the, the, the ticket games, like, boy, you just you can't beat skee-ball. I love skee-ball. It's a, it's, it, you're not going to get a lot out of it, but, boy, skee-ball is a lot of fun. The, the hotel we stay at uh, in the summer when we go to Park City, they've got a, a little arcade. And they've got all sorts of, like, I mean, they've got video games. They've got, like, a double-shot basketball thing. They've got, like, a... Drown the clown the type stuff. game. There was a but, pitch in the pitch and balls at clowns that yeah, yeah. Chester was good at. I'm not good at that one. Yeah, a, we give or take. The, we played the dumb uh, kung fu panda snatch the dumplings game. Snatch the dumplings. Ski ball. That's where it's at. That's where I was spending but, uh, my time. Man, boy, arcades. Uh, one that always fascinated me was root beer tapper. I remember tapper. Um, I love that because it. I had that it, on Texas Instrument because it was like an actual tap function controller. Oh, this is different then. I remember playing one where you, I think you had to catch the drinks; it would slide them down the bar or something. Yeah, they like do that. that. Okay, it's, you got the little guy. So the controller was like a tap, and you had to you could you could overfill it. <laughs> you could. I think you could. No, no, no. You couldn't. It, it would go all the way up, but you could hold it, and he'd throw it. And then the people throw them back. And uh, I had that on Xbox 360 and actually got, for as many people were playing it, I got pretty high on the leaderboards. I'd had, again, I'd have to ask Chester. He remembers where I got He's but brushing off his shoulder like, no, no I, big deal. But. No, I, I was actually really good at Tapper for a while. They were I calling him Jake Tapper. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, just all the variants... I like the weird things. Like uh, I was telling Chester, when I was a kid, I just liked being an arcade. I didn't, you know, of course it was better if I had some quarters, but I just liked being there. And I, I would get to the point where, you know, my parents would need to go do something. Like, I'm just going to go to the arcade. And I would go there. And if I was lucky, they'd have one of those, uh, the Star Wars game, but it was the sit-down cabinet. I'd just yeah. sit in that and just kind of get into like a Zen kid state. Yeah, I remember the feeling of going to an arcade. It's just like... There's nothing else in the world besides what's going on right there, and everything is going on right there. Was, there. Not to stray too far from the topic, there were two areas that were like that. There was the arcade, and there was the toy section of a store. Oh, yeah. Go in a store. Can Lionel I Play the, World, man. Can I go look at the... No, okay, there's a toy store. That's a different thing. I'm just talking about like... You go to you know you go to the the Mervins the Grand no, Central not the Mervins. remember Grand the Fred, Central the Fred Meyer before it was Fred Meyer it was, was Grand it? Central you yeah. go to the Fred Meyer or the I don't even know if it's I'm just gonna say it because of, you go to the Allied I remember Allied <laughs> yeah they had the weird toys that were like ten years old I remember yeah. going to Allied as 
I was probably 13 or 14 and looking through their toy section and they had a puzzle for the Iceman George Gervin. He played for the San Antonio Spurs in the 70s and they had a puzzle for George Gervin. But it was. That was such a joy thing. Even like you'd go to a, a grocery store that had just a teeny tiny toy section. If I was a kid and I'd go in there... Two attractions I want to see in the grocery <laughs> store was A, like, Mom, can we go look at the toys? And if not that, if we're by the, be- the meat section, I'm going to look at that beef tongue. Dude, I remember Reams I, had I'm a decent... touch the beef tongue. Uh, the Reams in Sandy, Utah. They had a decent little toy section. I remember... No by, that's where I got most of my Star Wars toys from, actually. No kidding. I remember very specifically thinking I needed to save up enough... Uh, uh, proof of purchases so i could get the um Boy, proof of purchases yeah so i could get the um emperor palpatine toy and i got it those were good times. darn it to heck i got it those are good times but not to stray Do too it. far <laughs> Do it. not to stray too far from that topic but uh yeah i i was okay just being in a in air and, and uh we had a 7-eleven little bit of a ways from our place uh my mom during the summer when she was working and we were staying home we were like you can walk to the 7-eleven i'll give you a couple of dollars give yourself get yourself something nice jake do not (laughs) spend it on arcade games jake would go and play xenophobe anyway (laughs) so xenophobe xenophobe was a weird xenophobe was a kind of a weird game it was uh it was a three-player game that could be played on multiple kind of multiple screens it was a side scroller where you're on a spaceship killing aliens. So it was like xenomorph. Some of them looked like there were there were uh, there were aliens. Because xenophobe means like you that. don't like people from other countries. Well, then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know now. No, it was called xenophobe. Um, but and that's it's not even a particularly great game, but it holds a special place in my heart. Just as like that was that one at Seven Eleven. It was the forbidden one that I would go play, even though my mom told me <laughs> not to. So sorry, mom. I would play a lot of xenophobe. The um, truth comes out. I don't want to... And during the holidays. I don't want to get too far out in the weeds <laughs> just because I could sit and talk about, you know, my love of arcade stuff forever. I mean, you know, we've talked about... Pac-Man, Pac-Man is a lifelong love of mine. Pac-Man, Mrs. Pac-Man. Mrs. Pac-Man, I'll, I'll put a ring on it. I remember getting Superman ice cream and playing Mrs. Pac-Man. No kidding. Yeah. You get the little scoop... Superman, it had the three different colors. It had yellow, red, and, and blue. At, uh, at, um, On a waffle cone. At that Nickel K, they had the, I think it was Baby Pac-Man that was part pinball machine, part arcade game. I don't remember Baby Pac-Man. But it was, but it was uh, they were repairing it at the time. Uh, One thing I found out getting older, uh, pinball machines are an incredible pain in the ass to maintain. I'd imagine they're hard to play, so I can imagine. I love pinball. Keeping each little thing. I love you. You put me in front of a. You put me in front of a theater of magic or a, uh, an Adams Family pinball, and I'll play for a long time. Man, if I'm playing pinball, that ball is gonna go right down the middle like I'm Steph Curry shooting threes. Um, I worked (laughs) at a, I worked at a movie theater uh, when I was in high school that had, like, an arcade game and a uh, pinball machine. Uh, I became pretty okay at the arcade games. Uh, I think it was Time Killers and Primal Rage. I remember Primal Rage, they're, yeah. They're terrible arcade games, but it's what we had, and I became pretty good on But also, uh, I became pretty damn good at, we had, I think, 
We I know for sure we had Adam's Family and uh, I think Theater of Magic. And then I think we had, there was a bass fishing pinball machine that we had. <laughs> I think that's the one we had. I could be wrong about that, but I definitely know. Um, and that was a good, that was a good memory of, um, you know, uh, we, I think it was, we got to maintain those. So I got free credits on it mm. and I got to a point where I was pretty good at a pinball machine. It seems like people that really loved pinball machines when they were kids, they're, uh, Las Vegas is capitalizing on them and making <laughs> slot machines you're that not, are, you're not wrong. they've got the same kind of art and the same kind of look as the pinball machines that like you'll see a Dukes of Hazard slot machine or, Oh yeah. They have crazy properties. MC uh, hammer, whatever. You, when we were there, there was a uh, Tim Burton's Batman table. There was a Terminator three table. Hmm. Wow. Kind of weird stuff. Yeah. It's just people are drawn to properties that they love. There was a, a, uh, Tron Legacy table. <laughs> that would be cool. Well, there. I mean, even the dumb ones that are for dumb property. I mean, tables are good or tables are bad. It doesn't matter the property. It's. And I think it. Do you wish you could win money by being good at pinball? If that was a gambling situation on, in hey, Vegas, look, man, I'm sure you can. Because oh, a slot well, machine, you're just hey, pulling the lever and hey, guess getting what? lucky. Vegas isn't going to give odds on something that you could actually be good at. That's true, but that would be cool. It, it certainly. If you were just playing pinball and just randomly like, hey, you're the one millionth person to hit the paddle. Yeah. You're oh, rich now. Just on, the, on those odds? Like, sure. <laughs> you're the one millionth person to get the multi-ball. Just, yeah, if, just, you, if think, you got to play a game in the, the time frame, instead of just pulling down the lever, say you pushed the button and then it let you play a game and then it told you whether you won money or lost money. <laughs> <laughs> At least you got a game out of it, right? Game out of it, yeah. yeah. And and then there there are the older ones, you know, the Bride of Pimbot and you know stuff like that. There there was one that I played. I think it was called Black Hole that had a uh, a table within the table, hmm. but I could never get it to that bottom table. <laughs> I think it just I think pinball appeals to me sort of in the same way of like a practical special effect of you know this is a real thing. This is a this is a tactile sweat and blood pinball machine, <laughs> you know, and I, I can, I can make it do things through physics. Did you ever play what I really liked about, uh, arcade games is when you could get like the four player thing going and two of them that, that come okay. to mind is, uh, the X-Men game and yes. the Ninja Turtle game. Because you could get four players yeah. going at once. Yeah, those ones were great. So even if you sucked, if you had a friend that was really good, you could keep playing. <laughs> those games honestly were built as uh, as quarter, you know, just quarter eaters. Oh, yeah. So, like, no matter how good you were. Because if one person was still alive, you could put a quarter back in and jump right back into I the game. I think they gave you time to continue if you yeah. lost your lives. But they were just notorious for being, uh, like, like the, the worst... The worst uh, for that was like um, Gauntlet was terrible for mm -hmm. you're never gonna have enough money for this and uh, Smash TV. I don't Ever remember Smash, Smash TV? TV. No. Oh man, it was a top down where you were on a violent game show and you just it was just arenas. <laughs> it was just two. It was a two player game. You'd be in arenas, and it was just shooting just waves and waves of things coming out of the doors and like you'd win prizes and between <laughs> between. Uh, you know, you, you doors would open. You'd go in the next one. In between it, sometimes a show host would come up and like big money, big prizes. <laughs> I don't remember that one. And at it all. had like big bosses, but boy, 
that was you you died a lot in that game real fun game but boy you died a lot so let's get away from the arcade yeah let's get away from the arcade. let's get into the living room all right when it um, came home to roost. my first system was the atari 2600 that's me too a little bit of a basic i think but my grandma had the Atari, actually. I, I oh, didn't yeah? have one yet. No, we had... I think we, we ended up getting one finally, but there was a time where my grandma had an Atari, and we, whenever we got together for a family get-together, we were always playing Atari. We, we had one, and I got a lot of memories of being in my parents' unfinished basement playing with my brother and my sister. Um, you know, a lot of Missile Command, a lot of Asteroids. Asteroids was a classic, yeah. A lot of uh, I liked Haunted House. That was like the first time I got to play kind of an adventure game. It was a lot of screens of you were um, you were just a pair of eyeballs. It was meant to be like it's really dark. Oh, I do remember that pair of eyeballs going around and like you would have uh, matches, so you'd have a little bit of light around yourself. So things like keys would only show up if they were within the little match light. I do remember that game. And there, you know, it was just escaping a haunted house captures the imagination. like it, would, it would brighten up the room for like a second or two. No, it, it was like you, again, you would right? have a little kind of... A Just a little circle? Light, circle-ish okay. around you of light. Yeah. I, uh, I never had adventure, so I didn't get that, but I did get Haunted House. And then... Um, I remember playing tennis. Did you, did you have tennis? I don't know if I had tennis. It was we, we basically had, Pong. We had Pong. <laughs> we had Pong. but uh, It was Pong with a net. Uh, one of the interesting things about being an Atari owner was, well, being a kid, was there were a lot of exceptionally bad games oh, on yeah. the Atari, but I didn't know it because I was a kid. The The big example being one of the most infamous Atari games, which was E.T. Had that. And it was funny, get, it's funny getting older and... You know, and um, running across buggy games that you just you just reject out of turn. Like, I can't believe they didn't finish this game. But being a kid and playing this ET game, where where I was just convinced that I wasn't good enough at it. Oh yeah, I, I the, remember feeling that way too. Or I just didn't understand it. Well, the I mean, it, there was also that uh, the Indiana Jones game was also known for being like no one knows how to finish this game. <laughs> But and so ET was a little bit like that, but it was more because uh, I, I did finish the ET game. Really, but it was more that when you'd fall in the pits, it was it was built in such a way that like you could get you could float out of the pits, but then you would immediately fall back down. Yeah, I remember when I played. That's all that happened, and I would just like, and that was, all right. That was poor Today's game design. Today's not the day, and I would just pull and that it was out, poor game design. Game As a kid, I'm like, I'm just not doing it right. I got to hit the corner right. It was a weird. It's a weird thing to look back on years later and go like, oh, it's like, yeah, these were, we didn't know they were bad games. Yeah, I didn't waste a lot of time on E.T. when it, it made zero sense to me what I was supposed to accomplish or how to do it. So I was like, nope, not going to do it. Uh, it had, um, I mean, because it's, it's such a simple system, but they would make games like the Pac-Man for the Atari 2600 is a bad version, but I played so much of it like... The noise of the and the of Pac-Man dying, like those those noises are imprinted on my soul. <laughs> so that that's fun, right? Yeah. Before we were before we came on, we were talking about Outlaw, which is a, a game where it was 
one cowboy on each side. And there oftentimes there was uh, things in between you and you were supposed to have a shootout. Like sometimes it was a cactus or it was a covered wagon. And if your bullet hit those things, it would take a little pixel out of whatever it was. And you could just end up shooting a hole through it to hit the other guy. And then if you did hit the other guy, he just sat down. That kind of reminds me of, um, I think combat had similar things like that, but combat, combat, combat was tanks, right? And combat had like tons of game modes. It had, uh, tanks, planes. I, I want to say boats, but I might not be. I, I seem to remember the tanks specifically. I definitely remember planes and tanks. Okay. Which was when you'd shoot them, they just spin around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, the tanks, when you turned them sideways, looked phallic. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's a story for another time. Anything can look phallic if you turn it sideways. That's a life lesson. I'm sure the science checks out on that one, buddy, but I'm, I'm going to follow. See this microphone I'm holding? Yeah. Whoa! Say it worked. I've been proven. <laughs> Here's so. my pen. It's less impressive. Whoa! <laughs> Holy wieners! <laughs> no, so I had that game too. Holy wieners! Yeah, you had a. Do you, do you know about the adult games on the Atari? No, but I remember uh, it was a computer game. I think that kids would talk about playing strip poker. Well, there's that, but uh, at there, school, but I think there was I never a version of that. Like once you get into once you get into like computer games, it gets a little a little weirder of yeah. who's developing. But like on Atari, there were two. There was Stroker, which was a <laughs> which is about what you think it is. But the really gross one starring was, Yank Justice. The really gross one was Custer's Revenge. I don't remember Custer's Revenge. Custer's Revenge was you kind of raping a native american woman it was wow. bad. it was real bad wow yeah custer's revenge <sighs> did not have that game folks no i i didn't either i've just in the in the years since then i've heard of them did not know it existed till just now we all learned hey, look, together hey, i'm gonna turn it sideways do you understand now oh yeah yeah okay, i definitely yeah. see i see custer's revenge now whoa <laughs> let's put it back right side up so let's let's leave the era of the Atari. Um, I didn't have things like Commodore sixty four, TI, anything like that. Did you have any of those? Things I had in the your TI, life? the Texas Instrument, which was basically it was a keyboard that had a little slot that you would put a game into, but it was hooked up to a TV. But it allowed you to play. Like that's where I had Cuber. I think I had Pac Man, Frogger. Tapper that we were just talking about games yeah. like that. Uh, there was a kangaroo one. Do you remember a kangaroo game? I think it might just be called Kang. I know what game you're talking about. I think it might just be called. I think kangaroo. it was called Hopper. I don't know about that, but I think there is one just called Kangaroo. It just barely jumped into my head. I yeah. it, I think I was pretty no, there, good at that. There's one. definitely had boxing gloves. Yes, I think that. And I think it was kind of gameplay like Cubert. Go ahead and stretch. I'm gonna look that up real quick. All right, the Texas Instrument was it was actually pretty fun. I think my my parents essentially originally bought it because you could actually type and it was educational. It was supposed to be an educational thing because they also made calculators. But in theory, you could like write a book on it and then have it printed out somewhere. I don't know or hook a dot matrix printer up to your tv i guess but we just played games on it 
Yeah, it was it was just uh, called Kangaroo. It wasn't called Hopper? Dang. I mean, I can look up. There might also be a game called Hopper, but is this is this basically the game you're talking about? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. I remember that. Stretch some more. I'll see if there's a Hopper arcade game real quick. For the Texas Instrument? I'm trying to think of what other games we had on there. I seem to remember there was a lot of games on the on the Texas Instrument where it was like a generic version of regular well-known games, too. <laughs> so, uh... It was like the Western family of games. <laughs> Texas Instrument? Yeah, I guess. Is this familiar to you? Oh, Yeah. Because, yeah, that is so... Yes, I do remember So now. you're also right. There is Kangaroo, but there is also a game for the okay, so, instruments called Hopper. So there was boxes all it over was, the screen, uh, and you would punch the boxes with your boxing gloves? See, now these little... I can only assume it's called that because these little enemies are uh, vile Dennis Hoppers coming to get you. <laughs> and you, you would punch the boxes so they would slam into the bad guys. I, I'm actually assuming that these are zookeepers that you're trying to... Could be. Yeah, it was called Hopper. I was yeah, right. No, that's what I. That's oh. what I told you. Okay. There's a, this isn't this. That's isn't not that kangaroo. kangaroo. That's no. a different thing. No. That's, okay. That's a completely different thing. It's a texture instruments game called. Okay, I, I really remember Hopper. I'll throw this up. While I'm we're glad just I'm chatting. not crazy. This is gameplay on Kangaroo. Just while we're talking. All right. But yeah, I didn't. Um, uh, the Ransoms, a family that was up the street from us, had. See, here's the thing. They had a computer played on floppy disks. <laughs> I don't know what it was. But I, I like to go over the ransoms. I, I will I will say with all honesty, I was a very selfish kid, and I would kind of exploit some. I wouldn't say exploit, <laughs> but um, I guess it's... I'm be, Hey, Travis, I'm being too hard on myself. I like the ransoms. Brandon and Nathan were both my buddies. But I definitely, when I went over to the house, I'm like, mm, let's check out those. Let's check out those games you got, buddy. Did you let them play your Atari games yes, or whatever? Yes, actually, okay. uh, it's funny that you mentioned that. That's called fair trade. Um, I would get in a little bit of trouble at my house because we let Brandon Ransom play our games too much. Ah. Which, uh, if I'm going to be honest, we got a little bit of a we got a little bit of a legacy where a friend of Gabe's comes over and plays Fortnite a lot. He's holding it for ransom so to speak the ransoms are never gonna hear this i've got a bit where i, I was using fortnite in it and it didn't do very well oh i thought it's a well-known game it's a it's about my wife taking ambien and playing video games with my kids yeah and she basically is like i'm the king of fortnite y'all has she done that? Yeah. Yeah. She was like Funny. yelling. I guess she, she Wait, was what, walking around. What are you guys playing on? Uh, PS4, I think. Oh, okay. I was going to say, if you guys are on Xbox, why are we not playing together? And uh, she was walking around basically just shooting in the air. You know, like the... Yeah. Just walking around yeah. shooting in the air in a game where you're supposed to hide. That's that's the I've, the just of the joke. I've been that but guy. But it didn't do anything. I've been that guy without being inebriated at all. <laughs> I'm the king of Fortnite, y'all. I'm going to dance and just see who finds me. But it didn't get any laughs, so I had to take it out of the joke. So sorry, Fortnite fans. I had to take it out of out of the joke. You just mas- you'll, you'll just massage it. Some of that I think might be that like there's just there's a little bit of a Fortnite backlash at this point where either you're a you're too cool for school or b you're a parent everybody's doing it you're a parent who hates Fortnite because they (laughs) don't know how to control their children i think it looks cool but i don't think i could play it i watched my daughter play it and it looks it looks too advanced for me uh i found that you just get to a point where you stop worrying about being really good at it and just try to have a good time see i can't do that if i'm going to do something i want to be good at it (laughs) 
Well, that's on you, man. That's why I used to get mad at my Nintendo when I would play Super Bowl, Tecmo Super Bowl. I'm trying to think. I don't know if I got very heated when I, I didn't get heated. I might be completely lying about this, but what I want to get to is I don't remember getting heated at games, and maybe I did, but the thing I remember getting heated most is my brother. Because mm. Cody Dahl know how to push some buttons <laughs> more than a and b and yeah yeah no that was i mean you know yeah hey, i don't want to brag or anything but i was good at video games as a kid cody wasn't as interested but cody knew how they like it doesn't matter if i'm better or not cody knows how to make me lose even if i won just rile you up oh boy so we're watching some of this kangaroo yeah, gameplay <laughs> it's a way more advanced game than hopper but well, yeah, it doesn't. It I don't remember game. playing it at all. Like I think this? Hopper was funner. Hey, you, you, hey, you guys! You know, Hopper was a blast. All of it is. All of it is pretty much. You know, your take on it. Punching boxes into people—that's fun. Yeah, you still do that. <laughs> that's that's true. why you got into the. That is true. That's why you got into your line of work. That's what when I used to work at the warehouse. What do you think I did? Oof. <laughs> Holy moly! Some of the stuff that I one say. time. One time they had me help a, a different crew because I, I worked on the electronics crew. So we would pull, you know, your speakers, your yeah. your TVs, things like that. And one night they needed help pulling uh, like washers and dryers. And I thought, I can go three high on this. I'm tall. I can reach up there. So I was stacking them three high. And I was at the very top, which first of all, it probably wasn't very safe because it was too heavy. And second of all, there's bars that go across the top. And when I was riding on the top, it hit the washers and dryers and knocked them off to the floor. They fell 40 feet. (laughs) Actually, probably closer to 50 because they were stacked three high. They went crashing down. And then they they stopped asking me to help. So it worked out. I lost so (laughs) many MP3 players. In the early days of MP3s, like... Uh, just falling I, out of your I ears. I just spent $120 on this thing that can fit two albums on it. Uh. And just like listening to it, speakers like reach, like turn my head a certain way to scan something <laughs> and fumble, fumble, and like just that slow motion of no. no. And like, like it's coming down toward my hand and just bounce the wrong way. No. <laughs> and looking over the lip of my lift oh, and watching it just flip end over end. And just the sickly hit the ground and bounce under the <laughs> aisle and be like, uh, maybe it didn't break all the way. I bought a Walkman and, that I still have to this day, actually, but I don't think it would work like this anymore because it would pick up TV channels. And now you've got the the different uh, the digital feed. Oh, yeah? So I don't know if it would still pick up the, huh. the old school way that you could pick so up like, tv is it like you could listen to tv or yes. you could just you could actually you could listen to tv <laughs> so like when i was working overnights i was on your crew and i would listen to like i'd come in at like nine o'clock i'd listen to the nine o'clock news then i'd listen to seinfeld and the simpsons that sounds kind of fun and then they'd have like buffy and alias and then i'd listen to some rick steve's europe and then it really got weird into like i'd have to go to pbs at that point because they were the only people still playing things that weren't infomercials and it got kind of crazy at that point but it was fun yeah i did a lot of um i've heard more seinfeld episodes (laughs) than i've seen yeah that's funny i uh I probably, I listened to a fair amount of radio from hell. 
some Bob and Tom show begrudgingly. I don't know what these shows are. These are. I'm radio. just kidding. These I know radio. what they. I know. What, I'm just. I'm being difficult. You're turning it sideways on me. <laughs> Listen to Bob and Tom, and then once that went off the air, like maybe a little NPR. Uh, Listen to Jim Rome a little bit. At that point, maybe I had. Er. Yeah. Hey clones, it's yeah. me, Jim Rome. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I was going to do an impression, but then I remembered I haven't listened to that show in like three years and yeah. I can't remember anything he said. I haven't listened to it a long time. And then, like, there were, like, maybe at that point there was Never Not Funny and maybe the GameSpot podcast. Like, there were two or three podcasts that were around that I could listen to. See, I was long gone before podcasts were a thing. Why? Has it been that long? Yeah, I haven't worked there since 2007. Crikey. It's been 11 years, almost 12 uh, years. I mean, there was a little around at that point. I, I wasn't in, or. Just I wasn't listening to podcasts at that point. Well, you messed up, Travis. Yeah, I mean, I you listened to them all cool day now. Like me. Well, we're not here to talk about dropping podcasts. an MP3 player and then having to call your wife and explain, yeah, we have to spend <laughs> another $120. Just to bring it back to what we were talking to, I remember that was on the, like, when they first came out with the, was it PSP? And you were downloading uh, yeah. videos on the PSP. And yep. <laughs> Yep, I had because you would show me in the break room. Like, you're like, look what I got on the PSP. Boy, the PSP was a lot of fun too. Uh, besides there being a couple of three or four games that I really liked on that thing, that thing was great for. I think I did. I think I had podcasts on my PSP. Oh really? Wow. I think I had podcasts. I had some videos. I had some videos. <laughs> uh, that was a pirating machine. I, I boy. Uh, I found my PSP not too long ago, and I had a uh, an NES emulator on it. So I had a lot oh, of Nintendo cool. games on it. Left it out. One of my dogs chewed it up. Oh, man. Son of a bitch. Animals do it all the time. Yeah. yeah. I think do. I still have a Game Gear. Game I don't Gear know if it would even work. Game Gear wasn't terrible. Game Gear, I think, issue was it sucked batteries at a rate that was oh, yeah. pornographic. Yeah, I remember. I took it to a football camp. It was the same football camp where I saw Jurassic Park. <laughs> and I was playing the WWF Steel Cage Challenge. Yeah, if, you, if you didn't have an AC adapter for your Game Gear, what are you even doing? That was the first game that had Brett the Hitman Hard on it. Did you have Columns? I don't think the so. Sega no. I don't remember the Sega's Columns. Answer to Tetris? No. Oh, okay. I played a lot of Sonic on that one, too, though. Yeah? yeah. I think I had Sonic. I think, yeah, we had a Game Sonic Gear. Sonic was a good game. Yeah, sure. It's fine. We didn't have much for the Game Gear. Uh, most of ours was in the original Game Boy, which was a powerhouse. See, I never had a Game Boy. Boy, that's too bad, because that one, there's a lot to be had out of an original Game Boy. My kids have had Game Boys and stuff like that, but I, n I never got one when I was a kid. I probably spent more time playing Tetris on that combined in my childhood than I have spent <laughs> actually working at work in my 20 years. I remember my friend had a Game Boy, and I was, I was pretty... He would let me play it every once in a while. And Tetris was one that I, I really enjoyed playing. It's another one of those where I mean, I had the, it on regular Nintendo, too. But the fact that you could take it outside and play it, it was like, cool. Yeah. That, uh, that uh, sound when you boot it up, that just little bling. Mm -hmm. It's another one of those noises that's imprinted on my soul. <laughs> uh, so bulky. Bulky Bartokobus? <laughs> Get out of here. That's Balky's cousin. He's a weightlifter. But, uh, you know, that, that'll that bring us like into like NES era of like, man, so much NES. Oh, yeah. That was Holy that was smoke. That was the golden era for me as far as video games goes, I think. Uh, 
the NES era ushered in cheats for me. Which is I don't remember don't except really, for Contra. I don't oh, no really kid. remember. Oh god! That, well, a I mean, lot. like uh, Warp Zones. Warp Zones. Are oh, okay, cheaters. but that was built into the game. Yeah. So was the Konami code. Yeah. I mean, but you didn't have to do anything except jump on the pipe and push down. They had a lot. Or the infinite. The way you get infinite lives. Do 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 do. It, do you know? Do you know how you do, get do, like do, the ninety nine lives in uh, Super Mario Brothers? No, I never. did. There was that. a little trick on one of the stages where you know how you have it like built up as a stairway going up to the flag. Mm-hmm. There's one where turtles were coming down it, and there was a way of you could jump on it in a very specific way where he would keep bouncing on it. So <laughs> I don't know if you'd ever saw like uh, when you kick a turtle and it's knocking over Goombas and stuff. Like yeah. the the points keep going up. Well, it was the same thing of. Or when you're jumping, if you kept bouncing, the points kept going up, which mm-hmm. would eventually hit a one-up. So you could basically get him to infinitely jump on it. How long would that take? Like five minutes? No, it was after maybe like f- like maybe five or six of them. It just started hitting one-ups, and it just kept going, oh, okay. one-up, 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 one-up. <laughs> so there was just things like... That was an introduction of... I mean, there were tons of cheats in games. My favorite part of playing Super Mario Brothers was jumping on the flag. And remember how if you reached the top of the flag, you got like extra points. Yeah. Do you know you know how you get fireworks? Was it not jumping on the top? I can't remember. It just depended on the it depended on the number. What how much time was left? I think it was like three. I think might have been one, three, and six. Huh. If it ended in those numbers, that's how many fireworks you got. And those were like, I think, 500 points apiece. I do remember getting fireworks every once in a while, but I didn't know there was a rhyme or reason to it yeah. necessarily. It, it's like, it seems like an easy thing that you'd pick up on, but no. It's... Did you ever just like get cocky and just sit there and wait until there was like one second left? and then? Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. That was always fun. And then sometimes you didn't make it. <laughs> yes, sometimes you didn't make it. But it was... It's it's another one of those things that's a lost art. Is uh, either they just don't you don't really put cheats in games now, or cheats are something that you buy. Yeah, the DLC, right? Every once in a while, you get exploits. I talked to you about uh, earlier in the week playing Red Dead. There's a infinite gold exploit in that. That mm-hmm. I I it's just a really cool thing to have something that just you know it just kind of plugs up the. It's just an easy way for someone like me where I have limited time as it is, not worrying about money in Red Dead is pretty okay. I was telling you, I was, I was watching my, my daughter play it. She bought it. And it's impressive. It really is. Like, just when you're on the horse and you're walking through the brush, the way that the weeds move and the way it kicks up dust. Have you it's, noticed it's the very horse accurate. does not like going through the weeds? No, I didn't notice I've been I, learning that. I did notice that the like horse goes to the bathroom. Horse definitely goes to the bathroom. <laughs> um, I was riding through some... So I've been doing kind of like when I've been playing Forza Horizon of like, just go to the objective, don't follow the roads. Because mm-hmm. when you're going... I don't know if you've, you've noticed this while you're watching. See, your, she didn't follow the roads because she said uh, you're more likely to get killed if you're on the trails. No kidding. That's what she told me. I don't me. know that I've had that experience, but like sometimes when you're going places, if you follow the roads, it's taking you like 10 or 15 minutes to get there. and it's Oh, just, really? It's just riding. Yeah. And, you know, you can get into that. It's, it's a picturesque game. You can get into that. But some of the time, like, I've got maybe an hour and a half to play. That's, you know, going from point A to point B is eating up a significant amount. So I started just, like, 
galloping the horse and I, I was coming through some trees. I went through trees and immediately right outside of the trees that, that I was going through was a stump. And my horse dead on hit that and threw me over the top. And I'm like, God, the horses are dumb in this game. Yeah, there was one point she was running through the through the forest and <laughs> she got clotheslined by a tree branch. I I died in the game once. Um, I'll tell you what, in that game, just like it's too sensitive to wanted level. Uh, I think I was riding past a convoy of people taking a a guy in and the guy in the back was like oh i'm innocent i didn't do nothing <laughs> and all i was trying to do was get close enough like maybe i can have a conversation and feel out yeah. you know because i want to be the good guy maybe i can feel out maybe this guy isn't supposed to be was it when the bad guys were trying to get money out of him they have him tied up to a tree no the, he was just in the back he was in the was back of a Valentine? wagon he was in the back of a wagon in a cage okay and um by being too close to the guy for too long the guy's the presumably sheriffs just started shooting at me <laughs> so i kind of started to walk away and i shot one of them killed him and then it pops up like the the law is looking for you so i started riding off and ran into like a group of like six or seven bounty hunters and i'm like well this is too much <laughs> so started to try and ride started to serpentine got shot a couple of times and then my horse started getting tired i'm like oh this is not good and while in my mind I'm trying to do the calculations of what do I do to get out of this, someone on a horse jumped and fell on me and killed me and my horse. So I lost <laughs> that horse too. God, this game, I swear. There was one point where she comes across this guy and he's like shooting bottles. And yeah. he stops. He's like, hey, I hey, did that guy. You wanna, I did you that wa- thing. You want to come and you know, like a, have a little contest with me? And she went to talk to him, but pushed the wrong button and accidentally shot him that happens a lot <laughs> shot him dead oh really <laughs> yeah i did uh so she had to take off running because everybody else started shooting at her <laughs> i did uh shooting bottles with that guy and then he switched to shooting birds and i'm not very good with the shoot i i am more into the you know story after birds you switch to people well it's the jeffrey Dahmer story <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no taxidermy so far. But you know, I didn't... Jeffrey Dahmer worked in a chocolate factory. I never knew that. <laughs> I learned that today. I, I, I was listening to Time Suck, Dan Cummins' podcast. He oh, worked man. in a chocolate factory for a long time. Weird, I guess. It's extremely weird. Very weird. <laughs> but at any rate, uh... <laughs> I hope he washed his hands. Boy, howdy. Um. <laughs> So did you? He actually kept, he kept a skull and genitals in his locker at the chocolate factory. How do they? How did they know that? Because he told them. He just did. Yeah. After they caught him, he was very. Oh. Cooperative. Okay. Okay. I mean, I thought you meant he told them at the time. Like that. That seemed like a bit of a red flag. No. He he, after the fact, he just told them. Weird. Yeah, kept a, kept some body parts there. Super weird. (laughs) Yeah. Uh. So, so if you, you ever had a, a snicker bar that tasted kind of funny, then there might have been a reason. Uh, so you had an NES? Yes, no? Yes, I had NES. How did you por- procure your NES? Um, I think we got it for Christmas one year. So that was the, I wrote down here, is just the uh, um, Christmas during the Nintendo era was big. Oh, yeah. 
I'm pretty sure we got our NES for Christmas, and it was uh, meltdown time. I I could I'm sure I could have easily been one of those funniest home videos, like kids <laughs> freaking out because they got a Nintendo. Oh yeah, it, and they did it right. It came with Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. Yep. Um, we something I found out later in life. I think this was even after my dad passed. My mom told us about that. Uh, she used to catch my dad up late playing Duck Hunt. I think my my dad was kind of into Duck Hunt too. I think that was a selling point, honestly, for for some dads. Like I think people were probably against video games at the time. You know, oh, kids need to get outside. They need to get out and play. Oh, you. Mean- and then there's there's wait. It comes with a gun, and I can shoot ducks. Eh, we'll give it a try. How many, I bet there was dads that were like, all right. Let's just do it. We'll give it a try. Secretly going, I'm going to play that game. My dad was never... My, my parents were never really against video games. I mean, obviously, they let me run pretty roughshod with it. But my dad never really showed a ton of interest in any of it. I know I know of a few people where their dads were into things like Zelda and things like that. But I never even got into Zelda, to be honest. I played it some, but it wasn't as fun was, as Mario Brothers. I think my me. dad was a little fascinated by Punch-Out!, Punch-Out was definitely fun. Punch-Out was amazing. It was such a good game. It's still so fun to play. You said you were thinking about maybe getting one of those NES classics. Uh, yeah. Punch-Out. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Punch-Out's one of the games on it, though it's the Mr. Dream version, not the Mike Tyson version. There's no Mike Tyson on it. I mean, you do bad things. You don't get to be on NES games. Sorry. I guess that's true. Iron Mike. I uh, hope you're happy. But yeah, <laughs> you like... You paid the price. Yeah. A lot of a lot of like family stuff is tied to the NES. Like I was just such a I was such a little nerd, and like I love that stuff so much. My parents were so nice about sitting and listening to me talk about how cool the stuff I thought I was doing was. I mean, thank you, mom. You're the one that gets to hear about this. Thank you for putting up with me being a nerd. But there was also like sports games. It wasn't just nerdy games. Yeah, that was the thing about Nintendo is there was. A game for everybody. What if you like mean? baseball or basketball or football, there like was a game the for you. Twenty six hundred, but it was just all the stuff was so they they were not the same. Yeah, no. I, I mean, it was. Yes, that's all I'm saying. The basket. I remember basketball on Atari, and you basically pushed a square through the air toward another square. Yeah, and that was basketball. Yeah. At least there was at least a little bit of realism. To I remember there was a game called Hoops. <laughs> And there were certain characters that could hit a shot from certain player or certain spots on the court that others couldn't. And when you went in for a dunk, it like the screen got big and it did a slow motion of like just like four shots of the character gradually going to the dunk. And every once in a while you would just miss the dunk and it would go and then the ball would go flying off. You know what sports game? Because I I generally have not been much for sports games. Uh, a sports game for the NES that I did really enjoy. Blades of Steel. Oh yeah, I've still got Blades of Steel. Yeah, it was a fun game. That you was know, a fun game. That was the why? easiest to play. You know why it was fun? Why? You can fight. Yeah, I mean you could fight. You know if why you had punch out, it wasn't as cool. But you know why else it was fun? There was blood. Sometimes during halftime, Gradius. <laughs> there was i remember I think that's uh, what it was tecmo super bowl at halftime would show cheerleaders and i'd be like oh man tecmo that bowl. that three seconds were it was like oh there's the cheerleaders tecmo yeah. bowl like <laughs> is there anything bo jackson couldn't do 
Bo Jackson was amazing on that game. <laughs> I reference it in a joke talking about Bo Jackson running circles around people, but that was so fun to do. Oh yeah, dude. I almost I almost bought a shirt that was just that that touchdown Bo Jackson screen just because I wasn't huge on sports games, but just I would get so many kicks out of like my cousins, you know, running circles around people like just just playing, you know, all the way to halftime. Bo Jackson, Bo Jackson and Marcus Jackson. Allen both, if you were the Raiders, that's, that was the team to be. Yeah. Going from one side of the field to the other, nobody able to touch you. I remember telling other comics, like younger comics, about that game. And I looked it up on uh, YouTube. And there's a YouTube video out there. It's probably 15 years old now. But it's the beginning of the first quarter. And you hand the ball off to Bo Jackson and he runs for the entire five-minute quarter. Yeah. yeah and then totally when time runs out, he runs in the end zone. <laughs> yeah, you can totally do that. Um, did, did you, uh, when you got your NES, did you get Rob the Robot? I don't remember that game, no. No, the, you, you know what one, the, the actual robot? Oh, no. No, I didn't. Yeah. That thing was garbage. Was it? Such a wonderfully designed garbage thing that just, i don't even remember it it was so hard to use oh really there was i don't know how many games there was the only one i you know because that that um the nes i got came with uh the it came with i think it came with mario and duck hunt maybe but it also came with gyromite um hmm. i don't i almost don't want to i almost don't want to explain it rob came with uh this little base thing that it, it came with two tops and this little base thing that would spin them. Hmm. And Rob was supposed to work on, you could kind of get him to grab the uh, tops. And there was this <laughs> other little thing that you would hook to the other controller. So did it have hands or like little pinchers yeah, or something? Like, yeah, like they were, yeah, they were just like a little triangle pincher hmm. on it. So it would hold it, pick it up, and you're supposed to drop it on this thing that you put on your controller that had a little uh, pendulum on it. And the top was supposed to sit on it. And it was just the the top was supposed to spin and hold it on the button. It did not work. Mm. It was it the was, power glove of its time. Yeah, but but a cool design, an amazing idea, and I I still have my Rob sitting in my basement somewhere. A lot of hours spent playing <coughs> Nintendo. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I my most of my childhood was spent on that thing. Uh, going to like yeah. I don't think we're going to get much farther out of this, but like just going to the the NES, the Super NES. Mostly my memory of the Super NES is that's where I was introduced to marathon gaming of like some of the JRPGs, like the Final Fantasies on that of like I would just spend days on end playing those games, just getting through them. I didn't even get into RPGs really at that time. When you messed up. Yeah, probably. If you met, if you did that, you got onto the greatest JP. The, no, it's not a JRPG. The greatest RPG of all time which is the Mass Effect series. Come at me, people. I think the biggest game I played on Super Nintendo, I think, was which uh, Ninja Turtle game was on that one? Several. <laughs> there was, it was like, it wasn't the arcade game, because the arcade game Turtles was... Turtles in Time? Yes, it was Turtles okay. in Time, where it had the little mousers on it. I think it was in that one. I almost want to say that the original arcade game had some mouser stuff in it. But, but man, we played those that. Two will, those two will blend together in my memory. So. That was one that all of my siblings, both of my brothers and my sister and myself, we would spend a lot of time playing the, the Ninja The Turtle SNES game. has so many games on it. But, you know, by that time, I was like in high school. I, th I, I wasn't gaming as much through high school. It was like when I, when I went to college for a little bit that I got back into gaming mm -hmm. heavily. 
Uh, Did go- you have a Sega Genesis? <laughs> never had never had Genesis. I got a Genesis. I th- I think I bought it as an adult actually. The the Sega, the only Sega product I had was the um, the Dreamcast. See, I didn't get the Dreamcast. This was before the Dreamcast. Dreamcast I- was a real anomaly of <clears throat> a uh, a system that just had like it got by on having weird games. There was an arcade or not. There was an electronic store, and I want to say it was something universe. Not so, sure. Anyway, I went there and I actually like took out credit and bought a <laughs> bought a Sega Genesis and a bunch of games. One of the games I, I wanted to talk about was Eco the Dolphin. Yeah, Have you ever played I that? Eco the Dolphin. Yeah, it was fun to I play. I don't know what the it, point I, of I it know, was. I kind of know it. It was fun to swim around like a dolphin. Yeah, but I I really don't remember For its what time, the heck it was, was going a, on. It, it was a good. It was a pretty game and it was a chill game. Yeah, it was just kind of relaxing. And you'd go talk to other sea bearing animals. Is yeah. bearing even a thing? I don't know. I don't seafaring? know. Seafaring? Seafaring? Yeah. No, they were they were little tiny balls. What happened? That helped things move. No, around. that's what happens if you turn the dolphin sideways. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Um, you flog it. Once I got past that, I got into like PC game. Like, I mean, hey, I brought this up just so basically we'd have stuff to job out. I don't think we're going to get too much further into things. Um, I've played a lot of games in my life. Do you remember Duke Nukem? Uh, I didn't play Duke Nukem 3D a ton. Um, that was sort of in an era like I hadn't got into PC gaming quite yet. Like I didn't play a lot of uh, like Castle Wolfenstein. I didn't play a lot of Doom. I didn't play. That was a first really person, Duke, right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't play Duke Nukem really at all. What is the best? Do you think a lot of people have said the best first person shooter of all time? Goldeneye. I don't like Goldeneye very much. Really? If I'm going to say, if I'm going to look for historically what I think the best first person shooter of all time is, like historically, I just think, I think you can't beat Doom. I, I remember Doom. Doom was a fun one. I mean, yeah. you, can, you can branch out and like what, you know, do you, you know, there's like, you know, your Halos, your Destinies, your any other number of like first person shooters that kind of have Sometimes. historical steps taken to them. But like, if you're just going to look what I, if someone says like, "What's the classic, def- you know, definitive first-person shooter?" I would, you know, point to Doom. Sometimes when I see somebody playing Minecraft, it reminds me of Doom. You know, when you yeah, see like you. you see the little torches on the wall and it looks like you're underground. No, That's kind of what Doom was, so right? Very, very. Chill. Except there was monsters. Minecraft is uh, like chill devils. Doom. Yeah. But uh, Doom, Doom begat Quake, and uh, like I, what I'd written down on my PC gaming specifically was that ushered in land parties. I used to go over to my friend Josh's house and you have to drag your whole damn computer <laughs> over there. But like, you know, we'd, we'd exchange a bunch of different skins. We'd, you know, exchange a bunch, you know, cause we're just pirating like crazy exchange, a bunch of games, a bunch of music, like, Hey, what am I going to play in Winamp this week? Kind of stuff. And then we'd, and then we just chill out and Napster. play. Napster. Oh, the no. Napster days. This was a little before Napster, I think. Uh-huh. But, I mean, you know, you're in the same ballpark, roughly. But, uh, you know, and then we'd just play. We'd play a ton of Quake 3. We'd play a ton of uh, Unreal Tournament. And then we played a lot of a game called Tribes 2. Hmm. And that one was in that, that same... It was kind of in the same oeuvre of, like, a, a Quake. But you could do all these really cool... Uh, you could. The cool thing it had was, like, you would go downhill and it had this weird physics model where... They called it uh, like skating or skiing, where if you timed the jumps right, you would gain speed downhill, <laughs> speed and momentum. 
I remember a game on, it was like Commodore 64 that my friend had, and it was the Winter Olympics. Did you ever play that? Uh, maybe. I remember Ski Jump. You just made me think of the Ski Jump was my favorite. Because you would like- you'd jump off the little thing, and then you just make the player look like they were in the exorcist like they were bending backwards and yeah. <laughs> unholy movements it makes me think about like california games yeah i remember that one there was a hacky sack game in it <laughs> things like that surfing that's the ultimate in what can we do now <laughs> make a video game out of how about a hacky sack the simplest thing of all time <laughs> all right but cup and ball the <coughs> game We'll do a closeout. Like uh, I don't even know if you can, if you can uh, put your finger on this. If I ask you, like, what's the most memorable weird game you've played? Um, I remember. <laughs> maybe it's just the name that's funny, or the fact that you walked around with a knife and stabbed people and animals. But Bayou Billy. Do you remember Bayou Billy? Bayou Billy was an extremely hard game. It was weird. The Adventures of Bayou Billy. You yeah. just get in fights, and every once in a while, you'd pull out your knife and you'd stab somebody. Yeah, that was a weird game. <laughs> that, I don't think I had that. I think I played it a little bit. Oh, I guess in a, like, we rented games from a gas station by our house. Oh, so we did too. So probably yeah. that's how I played. We rented I movies from a gas station the, too. How I played Adventures of Little Nemo, definitely. <laughs> but uh. The my best memory of a weird game is a. Uh, are you familiar at all with Katamari Damashi? Mm, no. It is. Uh, I came home to uh, this was years and years ago. Came home to an apartment. Went downstairs and in the wreath that we had on our door for Christmas, my friend Josh had left me this game, Katamari Damashi. Is it, Katamari the one where you like roll over things and keep yes. picking? Okay, I, I do kind of remember that then. It's. The music in it is amazing. The premise is amazing. The King of All Cosmos is amazing. <laughs> uh, that one, you know, imprinted on memory was like, you know, this cool thing my best friend gave me. And just, I love, I have always adored everything about that. And it is weird as hell. <laughs> I think we needed to play a little bit of that uh, Super Mario Brothers music that you said was oh, so I, soothing to you. I didn't get to it. Uh, the, the end theme to Super Mario Brothers 2. Uh, like I have such a rich nostalgic pull to, and it's just there's something there's something very melancholy about it. Should we do that before or after Magic Mike, and then and then? Well, we'll play us out. We'll play us out on it. We'll do Magic Mike because I want to talk to I want to talk to the good captain. Okay, I want to talk to old Lou Albano, Captain Lou. Yeah, as as Super Mario. <laughs> Sure. Or with yes. rubber bands on his beard. Um, I don't know. Summon Sans them up and we'll the bands? Which, summon them up and we'll see which one pops for us. All right. I'm just going to wish you good luck because Captain Lou, he's a real wild card. All right. Here we go. Strawberry shortcake. Hey. Hey, this is Captain Lou Albano. Who am I talking to? I'm talking to Jake. Are you Captain Lou or are you a Paisano? <laughs> it's a me, a Mario. Hey, Swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario, Jake. All together now, just like that. Are you Luigi? Uh, I don't know who Lu- I don't know who Luigi. Everybody was. that isn't Mario is Luigi. <laughs> uh, I guess that's true. 
What did you order the pizza? <laughs> I or did those plumbers. Ninja Turtles steal it again? Oh, you got me. They live in the sewers just like me. So, Mario. Captain Lou Amario. Uh, Captain Lou Amario. So you had a prolific career before this. I sure a, did. I managed the Wild Samoans before I was Mario. Wrestling manager and pro, um, prolific friend of uh, Cindy Lauper. That's right. Goonies are good enough. How, how'd you get in on that? Well, me and Cindy, we go way back. You see, uh, I met her once, and then we decided to do the rest, the rock and wrestling thing together. That's she, pretty much the story. Was she in the rock and wrestling cartoon? No, but that's what the whole WrestleMania thing was based on. Weird. Remember, uh, she got hit over the head by a record I by Rowdy Roddy Piper. See, I don't remember her connection to wrestling. I only remember that you were part of that Goonies video. Do you remember... Uh, Alice Cooper was also at WrestleMania. It doesn't surprise me. He was holding Jake the Snake's snake. Yeah, okay, I do remember that, yeah. Damien. Boy, you got, they've just had everybody, haven't they? But we're not here to talk about Captain we're Lou. This isn't a wrestling a episode. It's a me, a Mario. So, hey, um... Paisano. You had, you had this Parmigiano. Cool show that you more or less were doing introductions for. It was, you know, four days of Mario and then Fridays they had the shitty Zelda cartoon. How did you feel about that part of your career? It was a paycheck. Did you? Did you I honestly didn't understand what I was doing. Did they you, said, put on these overalls and talk like this. And I did it. <laughs> they also made me color my beard. Well, I shaved my beard and grew a mustache. Was it? Was it colored at that point? Oh, yeah. I what had did to, you do with I the rubber bands it. when you were being Mario? The rubber bands were... Well, you don't want to know where oh, I put the rubber did bands. Did you turn the rubber bands sideways, Captain Lou? Let's just say I put them around a mushroom. <laughs> you did put them sideways. It's a me, a Mario. <laughs> um... <laughs> even to ask you more about that <laughs> it was a cartoon right it was half live action half cartoon do you still have the costume lou albano i sure do i'm wearing it right now oh yeah you wait no you're not with nothing underneath Whoa. of it. well i mean that's how clothes generally work yeah good point <laughs> <laughs> i tried to make it a dirty capital but you brought in the, the logic oh on that note i cast you back to the warp zone. Hey, I'm back. Oh, it was a it was a brief visit, but a really. How was Mario visit. slash Captain Lou? Hey, guess what? He got a little horny on me. Oh, they always do. I think Jeez. it's you. I think it's, it's your smooth raw, voice. Raw. Well, they can't see you, can they? Can they? I don't. Know. I don't know how it works. I don't know either. I just go. I just go dark. I just roll with the punches. I just go into like this alternate universe where there's nothing around i'm just sitting in a a black room pretty zen like there's no lights but i'm illuminated it's weird and i speak but it's an echo i can't hear what's going on it's very it's magic that's i can only explain it that way oh is magic you know so uh we have really played it to the bone on this one more ways than one, yes. Before before we get nostal- too nostalgic. Speaking, I mean, we were talking about Jeffrey Dahmer. Played it to the bone. Uh, <laughs> I just want to tell people. All right, let's tell them. I want to tell them. Look. 
I don't know where I was going with that. I'm just going to tell you that you can uh, contact us at latertothetater at gmail.com. If you'd like to find me, I'm on Twitter, Jake underscore doll. Haven't been doing a lot lately on Twitter. Just not feeling it. I never do much on Twitter. Same thing with Facebook. I'm on Facebook. Look on there a lot. I've been getting a lot of Twitter followers, strangely enough. Hey. Not just random people, though. It's like comedy stuff or uh, for some reason I've been getting... On Instagram, a lot of singing coaches. I I, I don't know where that's from. That, that I have no idea. But singing coaches have been following me on Instagram for some reason. If you're a singing coach and you're out there listening, <laughs> we would in we would implore you like, subscribe, write a review, tell your other friends who are also music singers, people, thingamabobs. Let us know who you are. We want to talk about you on music, the podcast. Music coaches. Show yourselves. Bring us, bring us some info. We wanna, we wanna talk to you. Yeah. Let's communicate. Hmm? Hey, you've got his Instagram. Go get him, people. Uh, Travis Tate funny on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, just Travis Tate or Travis Tate comedian on uh, Facebook. You can find me at the comedy clubs in Utah, Wise Guys, and hopefully more comedy clubs all throughout the country. Maybe even uh, I'm working on possibly. Getting on some cruise ships. Ooh, really? Seeing, yes. Getting on cruise ships. It's it's going to be a process, and you have to get God, like a, I hope that you have happens. to get an agent and things like that. And I'm I know a lot of people that do it a lot, and it takes a lot of work if you're doing it a lot. I don't know if I want to do it a lot necessarily, but it's something I want to do every once in a while and get out there and for myself. I don't think I want you to do it a lot, but I, yeah. I really want to hear what comes out of you going on a cruise. Yeah, ship I think while. I'll get some good stories out of it. I'll get to see the world a little bit. It, it sounds it sounds good. You know, my, my kids are older. It's not like they're little tiny kids. It'll be fun. Okay. So I'm in the process of making that transition. Oh, my God. I hope that happens for you, bud. <laughs> so to like to thank Blue Wave Theory for our opening <clears throat> and closing hymns. Uh, that's not going to be the closing hymn this time, though. Well, we'll probably throw it on at the end, but as far as us talking now we're going to close it out with um, some uh, imprinted on my soul retro it it makes me it's nostalgia but it's me- melancholy like i get in kind of a like oh i love everything in the world but oh i'm so sad is the end theme to super mario brothers 2 it's kind of like uh when you have a kid and you you're so excited you see them as little kids and you you raise them up and then they become adults and it's both exciting and sad. So you finished the Super Mario game. It's both exciting because you finished it and also sad because it's over. So, speaking of things that are over, <laughs> for Late to the Party with Travis Tate, I'm Jake. And I'm Travis Tate, and better Tate than never. Have fun out there, people. <laughs>